a LaCroix. Tease wants a what? A LaCroix. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my friend, Teresa. How you doing, Teresa? Oh, damn it. I was going to try and burp. <laughs> um, I'm good, Panda. How are you? Teresa, I had a really interesting night last night, and I, I want to tell you about it. Please. I should probably tell you about Katsu, too, but please tell me about your night first. So, a few weeks ago, months ago, time is fake anyway mm-hmm. my other podcast imagine me and utina did three episodes where we talked about revolutionary girl utina fan fiction the first uh-huh. episode was like a general overview of like the history of utina fan fiction and then the other two episodes we took specific fics and talked about them like two particular significant pieces of fan fiction in the Utena fandom. Mm-hmm. And we argued, or we didn't argue, we discussed whether or not we would tag the writers in question. And we ended up being kind of negative on these episodes. Oh. And so in after that, uh, I was like, I don't really want to like just direct this negativity at these people who clearly worked hard on these things that we just ended up not liking. Yeah. But then one day, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. I woke up and mm-hmm. I had a Twitter notification. And it was from the author of one of the fix that we oh, talked no. about. And oh, no. she said that she had experienced a wave of kudos on the archive of our own post of this fic. And she, whenever that happens, since it's been 10 years since she finished it, it is a finished fic. It had been 10 years since she finished it. So whenever that happens, she usually kind of does some vanity Googling to see like if somebody has recommended it or talked about it. Yeah. And she ended up coming across our show. Oh, no. (laughs) And she did listen to some of the episode. And she wrote me on Twitter to tell me this. And of course, my first reaction was that my heart stopped entirely. Oh, no. And then the second reaction was, hey, do you want to come on my podcast? Yeah. (laughs) So that's how last night I ended up talking to a lesbian who is 50 years old, who wrote a massive Utena fan fiction over the course of 10 years. Wow. I love that. That's so good. She was incredible to talk to, and mm-hmm. I know that there are some listeners of this podcast that are listeners of Utena Cast, and that's not going to come out for a couple of weeks, so you guys get to have a little sneak preview of me telling you about it, but oh my god. <laughs> it was just wild. I love that. I really do. Oh, and the best part is that the 
fic itself was written as a love letter to her then girlfriend, now wife. Wow! <laughs> so I'm an Archimage stan now. Archimage is the name of the fic. Everyone go read it. Please support this wonderful person who came on my show, even though we were very mean about her fan fiction she wrote. Wow. I... Love that. Friendship over with every other fan fiction I've read. Now Arkovich is my new best friend. I know, right? I love that. I, God, I hope I have a wife like that. That would be ideal. So tell me about Katsu. Oh, it was absolute hell. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a lot of stuff happened at Katsu where, like, just emotionally it was hell. And so... I left my house at 7.20 in the morning and then proceeded to drive the three and a half hours to Katsu. And then when I got there, they were like, you can't get in unless you swipe a credit card. And I was like, what are you talking about? My hotel roommate for the weekend already paid. And they're like, no, you didn't. Got to put a name on a card. So shout out to friend of the show, Lily. Lily was cool enough to put the room on their card because I it would have been over my limit if we put it on my card. And then finally, when that happened, they were like, oh, well, the room's not ready. Uh, we'll call you when it's ready. I was like, squeeze me. So we actually bumped. So we ended up crawling to get our badges and we were holding our suitcases with us. And then we bumped to a friend of mine and my friends lovingly actually let us put our bags in their room and get changed in the room. And then I accidentally broke my bottle of foundation and it got all over my friend's costume. And then we were able to clean it up. And then as soon as we finished cleaning it up, the room was ready so then everybody finished their makeup in the room and then we went downstairs and only two people knew who I was as Shiraishi but it's okay because I looked really good in Shiraishi you did thank you dare I say Shiraishi real and then (laughs) Saturday I did I was gonna do three cosplays but I died and I only did two so I did a Doro Hidoro cosplay in the morning and then after that I did Hoseki no Kuni and you like Hoseki no Kuni. Yes, I do and you looked very good. Thank you. We had a whole little mini group and we did like a shoot with ourselves and we took a lot of photos and we had a lot of fun and I ate a lot of good food. Like you'd think, wow, convention center really. I went and got cheeky nandos with the lads for the first time. <laughs> How was that? It was good. I I didn't realize that Nando's was like I knew Nando's was chicken, but I didn't know exactly what was on the menu because I've always liked pasta like in the National Harbor area, but I've never actually like been to it. So we went and I had, so I am pro coleslaw. I am um, also pro coleslaw. Hell yeah. Um, So I had chicken sandwich on garlic bread and it was topped with coleslaw. And my God. Holy shit. That sounds dope i mean like i don't eat chicken but that sounds dope Kanda, it was so fucking good i was like damn it was really good it was worth it and then the french fries were really well seasoned too got some really good um seasoned french fries and we put lemon herb sauce on it and that was really good too and the next day i had 
a burger, but I had a veggie burger because the last time I was in the National Harbor, I had a really shitty veggie burger and I wanted (laughs) to avenge both myself and that burger. So uh, I got a veggie burger from a different place and I was just like, I just went, I went feral. I went feral this fucking weekend. (laughs) I put an egg. That's what Collins do to you. Yeah, you should hear. Okay, so this is all the shit that I put on this, this burger. So it was a veggie burger and I put cheese ketchup mustard lettuce grilled mushrooms caramelized onions an egg and creamy sriracha sauce on it oh man and then i shoved french fries down my gullet as well it was delicious i i ate like a child emperor this weekend (laughs) and i mean there's also a moment where I ate raw cup noodle, just like took a munch out of some cup noodle. So maybe I was feral this weekend. Um, but I saw a lot of really good friends and a lot of good pals. Saw a friend of the show, Harmony. Only for a brief minute, though. I had to go somewhere. And I forgot Get to ask Harmony them. back on Fresh Podcast Market 2019. I forgot to ask them about it. I apologize, Harmony. It's okay. You went feral. You can't be held responsible for your actions. Harmony, if you hear this, please come on the show again. I love and miss you. Um, I'll probably just text you about this eventually. (laughs) Okay, bye. But then when we came home from Katsu, everybody blasted me on Twitter about this, but I talked about how my dream is to lay down in a corn silo. What? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So... Yeah, have you ever just like touched uncooked like raw corn and it's a little hard still? I feel like I just want to sink in it. Like you know how people get buried in sand. <laughs> I want to get buried in raw corn in a corn silo. And all my friends are like, "You're gonna drown." And I was like, "I know." So maybe just like fill a kiddie pool with it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's. So I had I got made fun of for that, but uh, here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we're a real podcast that talks about fake podcasts, and Panda's still laughing. So I can go if you want. Me to. No, 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 no. I'll go first. Okay. So <laughs> I somehow missed that tweet. I somehow oh. missed all of that. I don't know how I didn't see. That. I can send it to you. I guess. Please do. How about a podcast where people describe their personal hell? Interesting. Go on. I figure it could be like a host and a guest of the show weekly. And sometimes, you know, a bitch is going through things and they end up mumbling to themselves, this is my personal hell. So like for me, I think my personal hell would be being stuck in my high school algebra two class. And except it's taught to me by my seventh grade reading teacher and I am doing a test and there's only five minutes left of the test and I've only answered one question and I need an A on this test to pass the class. And I think that would be my personal hell. That's very elaborate. Yeah. Either that or something where I'm still working up, working um, either the therapist's office or at the startup that I once worked at. Because I still get weird anxiety dreams about the startup. 
I get a lot of weird anxiety dreams in general. Personal hells are kind of like wild to think about. And I think it'd make a really interesting topic to hear about. And even if you had like a psychologist maybe be the host and tell you why you might think it's your personal hell and how to better this personal hell, I think that might be really fun. Not fun, but maybe like interesting. It would be interesting. Yeah. Intriguing. This reminds me of, I don't remember if you saw Mother. I did not. Okay. Well, do you know anything about it? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is in it. Okay. Well, part of the like beginning premise of the movie is that it's Jennifer Lawrence's husband is like a poet and okay. they like. That's my personal hat right there is having to marry a male writer. I mean, valid and same, but he is a poet and he, like, these people come to their door in need of, like, a place to stay or something. And then it comes out that, like, they're fans of his writing. And so, like, he's, like, super excited about this. And, like, they really, they start to overstay their welcome. And then, like, they invite, like, their family and or like their family and starts showing up and like a lot of the movie is basically boiled down to being like this woman just wants these people out of her home and her husband won't kick them out because he likes them because they like him that sounds terrible the whole time i was watching the movie i thought that this would be uh, our producer Jimmy's personal hell is being stuck in your house and you have guests that won't leave and you have another person who lives in the house that's supposed to be on your team enabling them overstaying their welcome. Yeah, I think it could be anybody's personal hell, but specifically that is in fact Specifically Jimmy having to deal with people he does not like in his own home for extended periods of time. <laughs> Yeah, sounds about right. Have you ever thought about what your personal hell would be, Pan? I've been trying to think about it this whole time, and I feel like there are a lot of things that could constitute my personal hell, but I have a hard time coming up with one on the spot. I think once in a while, I think like generally my uh, personal hell changes pretty often, but usually a math class of some sort fucks me up pretty bad especially because like I actually used to be really good at math when I was a kid and then I had um a really bad experience in an algebra one class and it ultimately completely fucked me up for the rest of math so there's a lot of like deep-seated guilt that I have and algebra two really fucked me hard because I wanted so hard to be good at it and I just could not understand it at all And the one time that I did understand something in that class, everybody didn't get it. And I was like, wow, God is blessing me this one day. (laughs) I also think a lot of times my personal hell, I mean, one time, you want to talk about personal hells, I actually got lost in the convention center that AB is in, and I couldn't find any staff or any maps and I almost started to cry in the middle of the convention center because I just got overwhelmed yeah so that's like that could be a personal hell right there I had a personal hell last week oh worm tell me I was at work and I was working in the drive-thru and I had already agreed to stay late because my managers were having a manager meeting and Uh didn't 
schedule anybody to be there during the manager meeting or something. Anyway, they, whatever happened, they asked me if I could stay a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up, I was like, yeah, I'll stay while you guys are in your meeting, but I have to leave by a certain time. And they were like, okay. And just during the meeting, while I was the only person up there running the whole front of the store, like the front registers and the drive-through, like the drive-through got really busy and it was the steady kind of busy where every time I tried to stop and do something for the orders that I needed to get out, another person would come up to the drive through and I oh. had to take their order. Oh, God. And it went on like this for about... 30, 45 minutes until like things just kept falling further and further behind. And there was one thing that we needed for an order that like we couldn't find. And like, I went and asked the managers, like, where is this thing? And they were like, it's in the walk-in, just go look for it. And I was like, okay. So like we go and look and like me, neither me nor the cook could find this fucking thing. And so I go back and I'm like, we can't find it. And they're like, it's like in the top, you just need to look there. And I'm like, I can't look there. I have orders in my ear right now. I have orders. I have to get out. And I basically kind of like, I freaked out a little bit. Oh my. And all of them were like, Oh shit. So like, they just kind of broke the manager meeting and started to like, take over things and like I ended up apologizing to most everyone about freaking out and they were like you should have just asked for help before it got this bad but wow eat my dick because <laughs> I mean they were you really nice me. about it it was more like hey I know that we were in a meeting but it's more important to take care of the customers than it is the fact that we're in this meeting so you could have asked for help if you needed it but wow. I also yeah uh they were nice about it, but still, it was so stressful. I just, like, the moment that the girl coming to, like, relieve me for her shift mm-hmm. came in, I just took off the drive through headset, put it on her head, and, like, left. Oh, my God. That's – I feel that. I think, in general, a lot of personal hells are stemmed within stress in general. For sure. And stress just, like, amps up so many other emotions. Like, I just cry so much when I'm stressed. Oh, my God. I cry when I'm stressed, too. It's so bad. The worst is, like, I mean, I've definitely been, like, stuck in retail events where a guy, like, kept asking me questions and didn't, like, understand the concept of tax. And I screamed, it's tax. And then as soon as his transaction ended, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom and just walked away from the register and just cried (laughs) in the bathroom for a little bit. Oh, man. Yeah. And I just feel like, I think for a lot of people, especially who work in retail, especially even if you're jaded, sometimes it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back, you know, is really, and like, even if it's just like something that like happens pretty often, but if it hits you, you'll still like get super upset and just break down. And I think definitely that's, I'm just talking out of my ass right now. Anyway, yeah, stress definitely a source of personal health. The lesson here to take from all this is fuck customers. If you've yes. ever been a customer, fuck you. Fuck you. So what do you think we should call this podcast then? That's a good question. I like the ring of like personal purgatory, but I don't know that it like you can't just use purgatory and hell interchangeably. Yeah. It just has a nice uh, alliteration. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could just call it my personal hell. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, going with a straightforward name is not bad in this instance. Yeah, I think I think my personal health steals the deal. Do you have a podcast idea, Pant? I do. My oh. podcast idea, uh, I mentioned before we started recording that I've been rereading Witch lately. Yeah. And this has inspired my podcast idea, which is I want a podcast about non-Japanese entertainment that is very clearly anime inspired oh whether it's like the way that like the plots are structured or like usually a lot of it is like visual style like mm-hmm. witch and totally spies and code lyoko winks club kappa mikey kappa mikey baby um stuff like that yeah let's talk about kappa mikey but uh, there's discussion that Cap of Mikey might come back. No, and what the people who sing the Cap of Mikey theme song? They're Beat Crusade, and Beat Crusade does the opening for Beck. I didn't know that. Yeah, they do. That's wild. Yeah, so I mean, I doubt Beat Crusade's gonna suddenly come back for a Cap of Mikey reboot, but <laughs> I would be pretty damn hyped if they did. When I was hearing this concept, though, I was going to suggest you Professional Magical Girl Enthusiast, which is a blog run by my good pal Nina at Ninapedia. And this blog is dedicated to a list of, it's like basically a magical girl resource site. So I know for a fact there's definitely an article that's like magical girls that aren't Japanese based. I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah, that 100%. But I think that's definitely. something that a lot of people look into and are really passionate about and like for instance i mean so many people love avatar and after i've tried spearbender and legend of korra mm-hmm. and i don't know why i mentioned kappa mikey and not fucking avatar but <laughs> it's you know. fine i mean hey you could even do like uh manga uh, like graphic novels as well and how obviously yeah Scott Pilgrim is really inspired by a lot of anime and uh, a lot of manga. And there's so many different comics in general that take Japanese influence or Mm -hmm. in situations like that. And I mean, even Big Hero 6, that's kind of a funky little thing right there. You know, so I think there's definitely a lot of stuff that you could talk about in that. I'm trying to think, do I have any faves? I'm like, looking around. My faves are definitely... Code Lyoko. Mm-hmm. I'm a Code Lyoko bitch. Which is French. Like 4,000%. Which I I loved a lot as a child and am loving again as an adult. Totally Spies, also French. Well, French-Canadian, maybe? Oh, really? I, I didn't know that. My Life Me, baby, that's Canadian. <laughs> My Life Tea. My Life Tea, which is where My Life Tea comes from, is a joke on My Life Me. I never knew that until yeah. we started doing this podcast, I think. Uh, yeah, a lot of people didn't know that, actually. But it's, like, really obvious to me. OKKO okay is also very anime-inspired. Yes. I love OKKO. Okay I'm so glad. It's so good. I have to finish. I have to catch up. I mean, you would even argue that Steven Universe is very much inspired. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, you could talk about Motor City being vaguely inspired, like, especially the action sequences. Mm-hmm. All of that fun stuff. Yeah, like, it's a really loose topic. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. So much of anime's origins come from traditional Disney. 
Yeah, which is why I think it's so interesting that that's kind of like flipped back around where Mm -hmm. now like you've got stuff that's, I mean, not necessarily Disney unless you count Big Hero 6, but like you've got like Western media like borrowing so heavily from anime when anime started borrowing heavily from Disney. Yep, exactly. I think that's actually a really cool and fascinating thing. And definitely I'd love like a few history lesson episodes as well, especially about the the transformation and the the movement and the fluidity of the animation industry and stuff like that when it comes to influences and stuff like that. I think that'd be really fantastic. Also worth discussing, I think, and this is only sort of like tangentially related to the topic, is like, I'm sure that you know about art school teachers being really uppity about like being anti-anime style. Yes. I think that it would be interesting to kind of like talk about that and like people like people who have gone to art schools experience with that and also like what that means in the context of so much popular media being influenced by anime. It's really strange that people hold on to these ideas, even though if you look around so much has been influenced by anime and manga, it's like unreal. It's like... Like, I always talk about this, but if you were to tell me when I first started getting into anime, so, like, 2009 even, 2009 piece that anime was, like, going to become, like, normie and cool, <laughs> I would have, like, been like, what are you talking about? I refuse to tell anybody that I'm into anime. <laughs> like, I, I'm so fascinated just, like, by how the anime industry has just boomed even in America specifically, just like, I think, I think that's really fun. Do you have a name for this podcast? I don't. And I spent literally like three hours at work on and off trying to come up with a name while I was thinking about this idea. That's so unfortunate. I'm just, I'm, I'm not on it. It's okay. Let's, we could brainstorm right now. Right now. Right now. Right. Live on the air. On the air, here we are at Fresh Podcast Market. We are gonna think of a name. Anime, Anna ain't. One name that I thought of was like Anspired, but that doesn't really sound very good. And it would be very hard to Google because Google would just be like, did you mean inspired? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just said anime, animate. <laughs> so. I thought you were just saying words. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I usually do, but I guess that could be a name for the podcast. Animation, but it's spelled like anime, T-I-O-N. Eh. Eh. That would also be a poor Google search, too. Yeah. That's just another misspelled word. Yeah. Hey, you anime. <laughs> I don't know that we have one for this. I, yeah, I think we got to put this one into the vault. I, we really like this idea, but we just can't do it with the name today. If you have a name for this podcast, please send it in and we'll talk about it next time. <laughs> Sorry, just had a big old yawn. Yeah, agreed. I think that's the end of this episode, right? I guess so. Or is, do we have room for one more? It is 
our time usually that we clock out. So maybe we should wrap this bad bitch up. Wouldn't be a bad idea. What video game were you playing before we started recording? Okage Shadow King. I don't know what that is. It's a PlayStation 2 game that came out in 2001. And a friend got it for me for Christmas. And I finally saw them Katsu Weekend. So I got it from them then. It's a game I've been wanting to play forever. And I know a lot of people who have like childhood nostalgia for it. And it's really cute. And I think the humor is really similar to Earthbound's humor. So I'm really enjoying it get so far on a scale of one to ten how sad were you that there was no uh mother related announcement in the nintendo direct i made memes and everything (laughs) did you see them i did okay i'm glad because i wish you know i like you know the picture that's like I expected nothing and yet I'm still disappointed. Yeah. That's how I feel at every Nintendo Direct. (laughs) One day, Mother 3 is going to be confirmed and my ass is going to be slapped by my own hand so hard. I'm not going to even know what hit it, even though I was the one that hit it. I don't know if you looked at uh, any of the Link's Awakening stuff. But the art style that they're going with for Link's Awakening looks a lot like what a 3D Earthbound could look like. Don't say those words to me. I don't want a 3D Earthbound. I'm just saying if they made like a cool Earthbound game for the Switch, it might be in 3D. Buddy, it's already Mother 4 and it's like the most bomb-ass fan project of all time. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard. No- I haven't played it, but I've heard nothing but good things about it, so... Uh... Shout out to Mother 4. Yeah, and the music slaps really hard, I have to say. I mean, the music in Mother 3 also slaps really hard, but I'm also, like, only two chapters into Mother 3. I'm a fake fan. Earthbound fan, really glad to, or really excited to play Earthbound for the first time. Shut up, I've actually played it. Like, I've played the full game. (laughs) And then it took me eight hours to get the sword, the sword for Pooh. And my friend was like, well, maybe if you didn't, emulate the game as like shut your mouth (laughs) but i did buy a super nintendo classic so see i went back nintendo and paid for it all the same so screw you it counts it counts but yeah all right if you would like to follow us on twitter you can do that at fresh pod market if you'd like to follow me on twitter you can do that at impandanata where can they follow you on Twitter, Teresa? You can follow me at Vicuna, V-I-C-U-N-A-D. And if you would like to send us ideas, you can send that to us on our Tumblr Twitter or our email address. And our Tumblr is at Fresh Podcast Market. And our email address is freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com. We have a Kofi, which is ko-fi.com slash freshpodcastmarket. And that's the best way you can support the show with your dollars. Yeah. Uh, we also have some really cool t-shirts and we stuff do. like that. And you could check out our pin tweet on Twitter and get your logo on your our logo on your chest or on a sticker. I've been thinking that I would love if I could find the time to make some designs based on podcast ideas, but that would require 
knowing what I said previously on the show. I feel that. I mean, we were going to make Valentine's too. I was going to make Valentine's and then I also had a very bad day at work on Valentine's Day. So Um, I came home and forgot I wanted to make Valentine's. Okay. Yeah. Valentine's Day was a long one, boys. I have to say, I guess that's the end of the show, huh, Pan? Well, real quick. If anyone is into Guella Magi, Modica Magica, I'm going to be producing a Modica Magica podcast coming up in the next couple of weeks called Modica Magicast, and you should check it out because they are paying me to edit it. So that's good for me. How many podcasts are you a part of now, Pan? This needs to stop. It's not going to stop because I'm also starting a new one when the new Ikahara show starts up. Panda! You need to stop. I'm posting an intervention. (laughs) Thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Tease. Thanks for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, I guess, Pan. Anyway, everybody, (laughs) it's time to go play some videos game. Bye.